Hello. This is the first episode of our new series on crypto. Um, this is not really a super educational video as um, I'm also learning about crypto myself right now. So this will be more like the study notes that I took during this process. Um, cannot really cannot guarantee everything I said is 100% accurate and definitely don't take anything as um, financial or investment advice. So if you have any um, questions, definitely, um, or comments, definitely send those um, through the comment section or you can DM me on the calling app or on Twitter. So I thought for this uh, first episode, we'll just um, start exploring um, basically the thing that started all, which is um, Bitcoin. So um, since some of, a lot of people listening to this might also be um, first time learning about um, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. So it'd be good to just explain some um, foundational terms that define this um, whole word. So the first will be um, decentralized um, currency or financial system. So um, in contrast to that, um, centralized financial system or currency is what we have nowadays. So even though we have this um, technology advancement from, you know, exchange things um, using like physical coins, then to um, exchange things with bills or you know, banknotes, and then to um, credit cards and debit cards, um, the whole idea is stays pretty much the same, which is you have this um, centralized institution that controls um, everything. So whether it's like, you know, validating the value of your currency or approving um, the transaction, it's usually done within this one centralized institute within the nation. Or even when it's across, you know, country borders, it's still down usually between two centralized institutions. Um, obviously, there are some, you know, significant um, problems. Um, besides, you know, it, despite it's now the still the most popular to do business. Uh, first of all, it's uh, efficiency. Like no matter how fast we get the internet to work, you still are basically talking between two institutions though so even the fastest wood transaction will take you like you know one or two days two days and secondly um basically the overall overhead or centralized institution they just have access to um everything you're doing um that's why you know every time if you are like spending in like suspiciously enormous amount of money through your credit card or your wiring money to and from different accounts where the amount is just suspiciously high, uh, you will always get the government's attention, uh, which is not necessarily always a bad thing because, you know, that definitely prevents a lot of the frauds, but um, obviously this will be an obstacle to complete, you know, freedom in terms of transaction. So that's why in um, 2008, a uh, person with a pseudonym, at least that's what most people think, a pseudonym uh, called um, Satoshi, 
um, he released this uh, white paper, which is the white paper for Bitcoin. And there he detailed the logic of a peer to peer um, decentralized financial network. So essentially what it's doing is um, every time you are, um, you know, whether it's mining or transaction uh, Bitcoins, you need to go through this um, series of nodes that are requires your um, computer or every other computer on this chain to solve a certain um, quite challenging mathematical problems. And through this process, you basically earn um, Bitcoin if you help validating the robustness of this chain. And um, as the math laid out in the white paper, um, as you increase the number of nodes on this chain, the level of difficulty to crack open this chain by hackers just grows also exponentially. So every time you add extra nodes to the chain, this thing just got exponentially um, safer. So that's why many people like this idea. And also it just goes through um, computers that existing through the network. So there is no centralized institution that oversees the whole process. So if we look at the history here, created in 2008, and then the first um, transaction for um, you know physical goods or service was recorded in 2010, which is the famous uh, you know pizza transaction. So a programmer called uh, Laszlo um, Henyes, um, hopefully I got his name close. Uh, so he bought two Papa John's pizzas for ten thousand uh, bitcoins. You know, at that time, uh, when it was just released, you can also check my episode in carbon about the energy cost. So at that time, it costs almost nothing to mine a Bitcoin. You can literally run it on your um, regular laptop or desktop computer, even it's like 2010. And then, but the, since it costs nothing to mine the coins, the coins themselves also worth almost nothing, probably like less than a cent. So um, you have, 10,000 Bitcoins for two pizzas, but if it's in 2020 or right now 2021 at the higher, higher points, you are seeing one Bitcoin for um, 50,000 US dollars. So that's just a lot of money. If we do the quick math here, it will be five hundred million US dollars. Yep. So that's essentially, you know, how these how those two pizzas worth of Bitcoin would cost nowadays. So we in this episode we briefly talked about the history and the first history and the creation of Bitcoin. I think in the following episodes we will dive deeper into the following years, maybe break it into like every year every five years just to track how Bitcoin has evolved. And then later on, like probably after 2015 in the series, we will start covering the emergence of all the other famous cryptocurrencies such as, you know, Ethereum or Solana. So hopefully um, you will uh, stay tuned to our episodes and thank you for your time listening to this series. If you have any 
questions or comments, feel free to um, write a reply on the episode comments section, or you can DM me through the calling app or on Twitter. Thank you for your time. Hope you have a good week. Bye-bye.